The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching! In this podcast, we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... I'm Toria Bono. I am a primary teacher in a junior school on the South Coast, and I'm also the host of the podcast Tiny Voice Talks. Lovely to be here. Hi, I'm Helen. I'm a teacher in Buckinghamshire, currently teaching reception and year one children. And today we are planning lessons in geography with this week's folktale from Colombia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for basket babies. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time. And there are even some tips for telling the story yourself and a whole heap of resources to go with the lesson ideas we're about to discuss, as well as extra lesson ideas that we didn't have time to fit in this podcast. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Toria and Helen here. And we are in the country of Colombia with this tale. Um, and you're already starting to mention yesterday, Toria, about some of the uh, differences between um, species in different parts of the world. And uh, I think uh, Rob last week was also mentioning a little bit about um, variation um, from a plant perspective. So we're sort of um, crossing the line into geography already there, aren't we? So do you have any more thoughts on this for ages 7 to 11? Absolutely. So um, as a year four teacher, I've just finished a whole geography th um, topic on rivers. Hmm. And of course, this is mainly, this is set by a river. Um, so it lends itself so well to that whole river discussion about why do people live beside a river? Um, because, you know, I think that the way I map out the, the whole story is that you've got a, the castle at one end of the river or on the river somewhere. Hmm. And then you've got the house by the side of the river. And, you know, the river is very, very clearly used for transport, etc. And also, you know, sending babies down. <laughs> but it's a really interesting one, the importance of the river to actual habitats. Hmm. Um, and then looking again, I go back to Colombia, actually, um, understanding it better about the habitat of Colombia, where I'd be really interested in giving the children a map of Colombia mm. and looking at the, the map, looking at the river. Can they figure out which river it is? Can they see that it's the Amazon River? Whereabouts yeah. do, do they think that it might be that the, the, the story is actually taking place, mm. given the clues that there are within the story? And then actually looking very much at the habitat that, that surrounds that river mm. um yeah so it's i think rivers is a anyone that hasn't taught rivers it's a fantastic topic i absolutely love teaching about rivers mm. and then you can do a real comparison with rivers around the world yeah rivers is definitely where i would be with all of that and just looking at say at the location markers looking at maps and mm -hmm. so on looking because again children when it comes to maps I think children have a sort of knowledge about where things are in the world, but they also don't at all. Mm. And they can think that things are quite near. 
But then if you actually look at, you know, for example, they look at where they are in the world. They look at how large England is, mm. how large Great Britain is. Actually, then comparing that to somewhere like Colombia. Yeah. And then they suddenly realize how large South America is, for example. Yeah. And actually, that you, so it's just that under, developing children's understanding of distance. Yeah. So I think you could do a lot with geography with regards to this and develop children's understanding of the world they live in. Mm. Well, you said one of the the magic words that always gets Helen's interest there, Toria. You mentioned maps. <laughs> hey, um, maps. Love maps. Yes, I know you like a map, Helen. Yes, I do love a map. They're great. Um, and I would would start sort of my geography with the younger children, looking at a a world map because they they love it. They just love yeah. having a world map. I happen to have in my school. We've got a huge world map that's also like a bebop map. <laughs> you know the little programmable Ooh. toys oh nice and, and the children love it you know you roll it out it's huge um and they just sort of crawl all over it looking at things so i would definitely start looking by looking at a map and one of the key stage one learning objectives is about learning the names of continents um mm -hmm. so whereas mm -hmm. sort of individual countries does get quite tricky um you can definitely learn the names of the continents and learn where Colombia is and then i also look at the river I sort of entitled this activity on, on my planning a journey down the Amazon River because I kind of imagined, um, you know, put these babies in a basket. I see this seemed to stuck on, stick on my brain, this story, just having a river. We must have a river and we must mm -hmm. put babies in a basket down the river. And I thought the children could then find out on this journey what the children see. So very similar to Toria's yeah. activity, but more for the early years and key stage one, mm. looking mainly at the wildlife um, the different creatures that live in and around the river. Bit of a link to science as well, um, because the children learn um, the different categories. They learn um, mammals, fish, amphibians, reptiles, uh, birds. Mm. So then you can look at, yeah. as they're floating down a river, which birds might they see, which reptiles. And then again, you've got the, the, the light of the crocodiles coming in <laughs> and um, all the different creatures. And um, I think for an activity like this, I would definitely, up on the wall, get an enormous river display going. And the children adding yeah. the different information they found out as they went, adding mm. the different creatures they learn about. And then you've brought, you can bring in art as well, because you can do some really lovely artwork around the different creatures that they see. So um, for as long as this project topic goes on, you then build mm -hmm. up the children's knowledge and they can see their, their work up on the wall as you create a, an enormous river yeah. on the wall. I think that's the, one of the things that surely makes rivers so fascinating for, well, for, for anyone, Toria. I mean, I, mm. I believe that um, every um, river community um, has its own style of story. I guess it's the fact that, mm. you know, rivers do constantly move. They are, mm. um, you know, like the original ticking clock of the world. Obviously, you've got the sun going very slowly around the sky, but the the river is constantly trickling. Um, the trickling yeah. clock. There you go. <laughs> and it's that, <laughs> that idea of motion um, that generates such wonder. And, you know, we, we instantly take that shape, don't we? And we apply it to things like story maps. So, yeah, there's so much wonder around um, rivers. I think, yeah, there's, there's loads you could mine here for some great geography. That's all we have time for in this episode, folks. We'd love to hear your thoughts on everything we've discussed in this podcast. So please find us on social media using at Teach Happily or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. You can also use social media to let us know if there's a subject you're soon to teach that you'd like us to cover. We would love to help. 
Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, the gardener and his family will help us explore art. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we, and we hope, hope to hear your, your story soon! soon.